0: Welcome to the Legal Perk Podcast. I'm Zane Shankiti, and today, in our Business Breakdown episode, we'll be discussing Facebook, analyzing its history, its business model, and recent issues that the company has been facing. Facebook is an American company that offers social networking services, which was founded in 2004 by Mark Zuckerberg and a few of his fellow students at Harvard University. From before its actual inception, Facebook was fraught with issues. Its predecessor, also made by Mike Zuckerberg, called Face Smash, was a website set up as a hot-or-not game for Harvard students, which compiled photos of students from the university to allow users to choose the more attractive person, which was quickly shut down by the Harvard administration, and for which Zuckerberg nearly faced expulsion, for breach of security and violating individual privacy. When Facebook itself, originally called The Facebook, was launched, it was intended as a universal website to connect people from around the university, but almost immediately faced complaints due to other Harvard students, the Winkle Voss brothers and Divya Narendra, claimed that Zuckerberg had stolen their idea. Facebook was incorporated in the summer of 2004 and became simply Facebook.com in 2005, and was expanding to other universities And high schools. In 2006, Facebook opened to anyone aged 13 or older with a valid email address, and the company went public in 2012. Facebook takes pride in the fact that its business model is primarily centered around keeping its services free but making money by running ads, evident in the old tagline, It's free and always will be. By allowing its products and services to be free, Facebook can capitalize. On millions of people engaging in either their website or their app for many hours a day and sharing posts or watching videos where they can encounter potentially hundreds of ads. Ad sales are the primary source of Facebook's revenue and Facebook has a significant edge in being able to collect the data of its users in order to tailor advertisements to each individual. Marketers pay for ads based on the number of impressions delivered As well as the number of clicks undertaken by users. However, advertisements on Facebook's platforms have been extremely controversial in recent years and has resulted in a boycott earlier this year to pressure Facebook into taking more significant action in stopping the spread of hate speech and misinformation on its platforms. I will elaborate on some of these issues further on in the podcast. It's impossible to really discuss the issues with Facebook's data collection without going into the Cambridge Analytica scandal. In 2007, Facebook opened its platform to developers, allowing outside apps to collect user data. It's very common nowadays to the point that most people don't really question it, that signing up to a new website or app, such as Spotify or Tinder, may allow the user to sign in using Facebook, which many users do for ease of access. However, in allowing these third-party sites to access Facebook data, they can harvest enormous amounts of information, not just of the user themselves, But in some cases, also the profiles of their friends, their pictures, the posts that they've liked, and in certain cases, even private messages. In 2014, the company decided to restrict some aspects of this data sharing with developers. Third party developers could no longer access information of a user's friends without consent. These policies were implemented in 2015. However, by then, many argued that the damage was already done. In 2013, a research associate at the University of Cambridge called Alexander Kogan was using Facebook for research purposes, conducting a survey about personality traits where participants would, to different degrees, agree or disagree with particular personality traits. However, in order to participate in the survey, participants would have to log in using Facebook. Which allowed Kogan access to participant profiles, including location, birth dates, as well as likes and profiles of friends. Kogan would use the information provided by the users in the survey that they had completed, along with the data collected from Facebook about their interests and likes, and would do the same for the profiles. Of the friends of the participants, whose data had also been collected, which would form, for each individual, what the New York Times called a psychometric model, a sort of personality profile, of each individual user. Kogan then sold those profiles to Cambridge Analytica, a data marketing firm. It is estimated that about 87 million profiles, including private data, of Facebook users had been sent to Cambridge Analytica. Cambridge Analytica was a company that harvested online information to create micro-targeted content and use that data to change or influence audience behavior. The company was able to use the psychometric model of individual users in order to create hundreds of targeted advertisements presented in a way to influence particular users targeting topics, fears, or needs that those users had based on the data collected of them from Cambridge Analytica. In this way, hired by the Trump campaign, Cambridge Analytica used its data to advertise to specific users and influence them to vote for Donald Trump in the presidential election in 2016. Both Alexander Kogan and Cambridge Analytica had violated Facebook's privacy rules in the way they had used user data. This caused a tremendous amount of fallout for Facebook, leading some to quit the app entirely, and for others to call on Mark Zuckerberg to testify before Congress about the Cambridge Analytica scandal, which occurred on April of 2018, where Zuckerberg took responsibility for Facebook's oversight, claimed that the company had updated its privacy policy, and that the company was investigating every single app that had access to large amounts of data to find out if any one of them had improperly used that data and claimed that they would be banned from Facebook if they had. Zuckerberg also clarified that Facebook did not sell data to advertisers, but instead, he said, quote, what we allow is for advertisers to tell us who they want to reach, and then we do the placement. Unquote. But that was far from the end of Facebook scandals. It wasn't even the end of Facebook scandals in 2018. That same year, the United Nations cited Facebook's role in inciting religious violence against minority ethnic groups in countries such as Myanmar and Sri Lanka, and accusations that the company had been covering up Russian interference of the 2016 election on its platform, broke out later that same year. In 2020, the company was more committed to battle misinformation, particularly when it came to the U.S. election, taking down advertisements spreading misinformation, and launching an independent oversight board, which will rule on what is allowed on Facebook's platforms, and whether or not its policies are fair. It is in Facebook's best interests to exercise this kind of responsibility and to show that it can self-regulate due to the rising sentiment by lawmakers and the general public that online platforms now have too much power and ought to face stricter regulations. Facebook has been the subject of both antitrust and privacy lawsuits in the past and has had to deal with stricter regulation concerning data in the form of the General Data Protection Act by the EU and may soon face even stricter regulation both with regards to data and antitrust as many have been concerned that apart from the many scandals that Facebook has faced over the past few years, the company's power is enormous. Apart from the Facebook and Messenger apps, Facebook owns other companies, including Instagram and WhatsApp, allowing the company to be in a dominant position. However, with the proposed Digital Services Act in the EU, as well as reports coming out of both the UK and the US concerning big data companies, Facebook may soon find itself forced to share its data or break apart its company. And it remains to be seen how Facebook will deal with such challenges. And with that, I'd like to wrap up on this week's Business Breakdown episode. As always, the sources used in the research for this podcast will be listed in the show notes below. If you like this episode, or this podcast in general, please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. If you're interested in updates about Legal Perk, you can follow our social media accounts. That's LegalPerk at Facebook and LinkedIn and LegalPerk underscore on Instagram and Twitter. If you have any comments or suggestions for topics you would like us to cover, you can email us at legalperk at gmail.com. Thank you for listening.